That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome to Balanced Black Girl, a podcast dedicated to mental, physical, and emotional health from the Black woman's perspective. Tune in to hear from Black woman health and wellness experts giving the approachable advice you need to help you feel your best. I'm your host, Lestrandra Alfred. Let's dive in. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of Balanced Black Girl Podcast. Balanced Black Girl is a space dedicated to stories about health, wellness, and well-being from the perspectives of Black women who have a variety of different backgrounds. We have interviewed therapists and teachers and coaches and dietitians and doctors and everyone in between. And this is just a really safe space to engage in uplifting conversation. And I am so glad that you're here. My name is Les. I am your host. So the week that this episode is being released, I am actually taking a little vacation, staycation in 2020s terms, planning to take the week off to not work, to be offline and to fully lay low and recharge. And I am so excited about it. Also to say that if this week, this week of August 17th, you see me on social media outside of just the general posts that go up promoting this episode, you have my permission to come in my DMs and say, hey, Les, what are you doing? You, you, ain't, you ain't supposed to be here right now and keep me accountable, okay? I need your help because, you know, sometimes, sometimes I'd be getting on social media and getting a little nosy. So if you see me on social this week... Remind me what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> but I am really excited to take a little bit of time off and recharge a bit. And I think that that's something that's so important for each and every one of us. So even for you, if it's like a few hours, if it's a day, if it's just a little bit of time that you can step outside of your normal routine to engage in activities that are going to restore you and fulfill you. Try to do so in any way you can. And I know that that can be a variety of different ways because, you know, we all have different things that we're dealing with and we're all in different environments. So that looks a little bit different for each of us. But I really, really encourage you to think of some ways that you can carve out a little time just to pour into yourself. And I also know during this time, we've spent a lot of the year at home. It can feel like, well, why do I need time off? I've just been at home. That's actually all the more reason why we need a little bit of time outside of our normal routine, right? We have had the lines between work and life and home and office and gym and all of those things completely blurred and we're doing everything from a space that is supposed to be comforting, that is not supposed to be about work and it's really, really hard to continue firing at all cylinders when we're doing all things all the time from one space. So I definitely encourage you to just, you know, think about what that could look like for you. And if you're able to take either a little bit of time off or to mix up your routine a little bit, I encourage you to do so. This is also a very special week because this episode is going to be a little bit different than usual. So this is actually the first part of a two 
part episode. So we're going to be talking to the three co-founders of the brand Brown Girl Jane, which if you follow me on Instagram, I talk about Brown Girl Jane all the time. It's an incredible broad spectrum, high quality CBD company founded by black women, specifically for women of color. It's really, really rooted in our wellness, our well-being and in community with one another. And we will talk all about that. So in order to have conversation and spotlight the three incredible co-founders of the company, we did break up the episode into two parts, which is very exciting. So later this week, we will get to hear part two. But today's episode, part one, we're going to be talking to the two sisters who dreamed up this brand and who brought it to life. And I'm so excited to share this conversation with you. So in part one of our conversation with the Brown Girl Jane team, we will be talking to sisters Malika and Nia, who are two of the co-founders of Brown Girl Jane. So Malika is the co-founder and CEO who started Brown Girl Jane after falling in love with the healing power of plants and CBD. After suffering spinal nerve damage during the birth of her third child, my goodness, she began experimenting with holistic alternatives to traditional pharmaceutical medicine and fell in love with the healing wonders of CBD. Nia is also the co-founder of Brown Girl Jane and lives in Brooklyn with her two young sons and husband. She spent most of her career as a leader in philanthropic management and diversity, working to shape the direction and enacting change through institutional policies and capital support. They are both graduates of Spelman College. So in this conversation, we talk about a wide variety of topics related to well-being. Um, First and foremost, because these ladies started a CBD company, I thought it would be really great to have a bit of CBD education. I will be honest, up until I started using Brown Girl Jane products earlier this year, I didn't know much about CBD. I'd heard of it. I know that it's something that has become really popular over the past few years, but I didn't have a lot of familiarity with it. And so we learn a lot from the two of them just about what CBD is, what its benefits are, what its effects are, how do we find the right products for us, how do we know what to look for, how do we understand quality, which is just really, really great information if you've heard about CBD or maybe you've seen it, but you're not fully sure what it's all about. So we do have some really great just foundational information about it. And then we also talk about the cannabis industry as a whole, so it's no secret that over the past about decade or so, with cannabis products becoming legal in many states here in the U.S., there's been a really big shift and a lot of folks are in the space making a lot of money. However, for decades and decades before that, a lot of folks from our community were imprisoned for doing basically the same thing. And we talk about that and we talk about the significance of Acknowledging that of supporting black and brown owned companies in this space. And we also talk a lot about self-care and having flexibility in our approach to self-care. We talk about building community because these ladies have built an incredible community with Brown Girl Jane. And we just had such a great conversation with the two of them. And later this week, we will be coming with part two, talking to the third co-founder of Brown Girl Jane, Ty Beauchamp. And she's incredible as well. In that episode, I will dive into her background and all of the amazing things that we learned from her. But I really hope that you enjoy these two parts of these really fun and engaging conversations. So let's jump into part one of our conversation with the Brown Girl Jane team so that you can get to know Malaika and Nia. So in my time being a health and wellness content creator, I get asked a lot about CBD and I have over the past few years. And up until recently, I never shared much content about it because one, I started using it very recently and I'm still learning. And two, I really wanted to have a black woman owned product recommendation and for a while struggled to find one until being introduced to Brown Girl Jane, which is why I am so excited to have the two of you here. 
Malaika and Nia, thank you so much for joining us today. So for our folks who are just getting to know the two of you, you two are sisters. You are co-founders of Brown Girl Jane, which we will dive into and talk about today. But first, I would love to have each of you introduce ourselves so that we can get to know you better. So Malaika, would you like to kick us off and let our audience know a little bit more about you and your background? Thank you. I'd love to. Thanks for having Brown Girl Jane on your podcast. We're super excited. I am Malaika Jones-Cabete. I am a DC girl. I went to Spelman and I spent most of my professional career actually on Wall Street as a trader. And so I'm probably one of the more unlikely wellness founders that you may meet. But it's funny in that my background really led me to having to confront my own wellness and figure out that journey. And along the way, I just found that I was running myself into the ground. I had a plan for everything. I had a plan for my career. And, you know, I had a plan for my romantic life and my friendships, but I really hadn't talked to myself about taking care of myself and what I needed to really feel whole and to feel well. And long story short, after working many years as a bond trader and doing well at that, but not feeling good and feeling off balance, I had a few injuries that led me to doctors who prescribed a ton of traditional pharmaceuticals. And I knew that that wasn't the route that I wanted to go on. And that exploration process led me to discovering the powerful plant that is CBD. And so I was just blown away by a few things. One, by the fact that I hadn't heard of it and no one I knew really heard of it. And yet it was this powerful plant that could be used in so many ways, both internally and topically. And so I just became really an evangelist of the plant and CBD in general and introduced it to all my sisters and to my community and my friends. And I had a hard time just recommending collections that they should buy it from because I I was concerned that we weren't centered and the way that these brands were speaking, it was clear they weren't speaking to us. And so I saw really a need and an opportunity to create a collection that would unapologetically center the needs of women um, like me, women of color, Black women. And so that led me to probably a two-year process of researching and meeting with chemists and farmers and figuring out how to create and craft this beautiful collection that would be a really vital part in in the toolkit for for women who were facing the same sort of daily challenges that I was. I wasn't sleeping well. I'd be anxious. I had some physical pain due to my back. And it was all started from there. And so it's led us on this beautiful process along with my sister and my other co-founder, Ty. And that that's really how Brown Girl Jane was birthed and a little bit about, you know, how I was introduced to it in the first place. Thank you so much for sharing. And I definitely want to dive more into your story and the ways that CBD has helped you and the, the steps that led to the creation of Brown Girl Jane in this conversation for sure. Nia, we would love to also get to know you better. Sure. Hi. Well, thank you for having us. Super excited, as Malika and Ty mentioned, to be speaking with you today and celebrate the work that you do for us and because it is so important. And so a little bit about my background. I am Malika's biological sister. We're all sisters, but I this is in fact my she is in fact my older sister. So I'm also a DC girl and after graduating from Spelman also went to Spelman College. I immediately went to New York and loved it. New York is in my opinion one of the best cities in the world. And so I knew that I had to be and wanted to be there after graduating. And so I began my professional career in journalism and then quickly transitioned to Wall Street working in diversity and inclusion and investment banking and ultimately ended up working and running a philanthropic corporate foundation at one of the largest insurance companies. And so I really enjoyed that because to me, giving back was such a vital and essential part of who I am and who 
our parents raised us to be. So having the opportunity to incorporate that into my professional life was really awesome and amazing and allowed me to really find joy and passion through my professional life. And so you know, I was working in, in New York and, and moving and, and as we all do, I really was quite honestly very unfamiliar with CBD. And it was Malika who mentioned and came to me through her own research and said, hey, you should research and try, you know, this plant-based product because she felt that it would help me. And so I really gave it more of a look and introduced it into my routine because I found that although I loved my job, I was always a little bit anxious and had some issues around anxiety, which only grew stronger once I had my two kids. So I have two amazing boys who are awesome, but they're a lot of work. And I have an amazing husband as well, but being a mom and working full time, I wasn't quite sure how to manage that in a way that was super healthy. And so I was constantly I don't want to say struggling, but and, and essentially it was struggling and trying to, you know, juggle all the balls in the air and still maintain who I was and, and stay true to myself. And so I was introduced to CBD for that reason through Malika. And I found that immediately for me, it, it was life changing and allowed me to really be centered and find balance in a way that was healthy and realistic and quite frankly, very easy to do. And so, you know, just being a mom and just dealing with issues of anxiety and just, you know, trying to find ways to remain centered really was, you know, again, how I stepped into the CBD world. And I'm just so thankful to Malika for for saying, hey, we should tap into this because, as we know, it's something that we felt that our community, particularly Black women, could really benefit from as well. Thank you so much to you both for sharing your stories. I I mean, what I appreciate so much is just the relatability in both what both of you shared, whether folks have kids or have a busy lifestyle, a demanding career or physical ailments. There's just so much in there that we can all relate to, whether we have managed those things in one way or another. And so knowing that you have found tools to help with that and then also created a tool to share with your community is really, really impactful. I would love to circle back on something that you just said, Nia, where you were talking about just ways that Black women can benefit from incorporating CBD into their routines. I would love to touch on that a little bit more and some of the ways that, you know, Black women in particular can benefit from CBD, some of the reasons why so many of us in our community are maybe looking for either stress relievers, things to help with anxiety, but but why, if we haven't yet started incorporating CBD into our routine, why we may want to start? I think that everybody has an individual story as to why CBD can be helpful for them. But I think when we look at particularly the issues centered around as it relates to women of color and how we often are disproportionately affected from chronic health issues and anxiety disorders and toxic levels of inflammation and physical pain, that's really you know important in, in, in how we can harness the benefits of CBD. And so for me, I touched on why I was introduced to it, and that was through anxiety. And I know we'll talk about this a little bit more in detail, but it really works with your something called your endocannabinoid system, where it allows you to find homeostasis and works with you internally to make sure that you find balance. And so it can be used for you know multiple reasons. I think that it's just you know when you when you think about CBD, it's important to realize how it can be used in in, in various different ways. And so I like to use it, incorporate it into my daily routine. And so we have a tincture use, which you can put under your tongue. And I start my day with it. So I wake up and I use our balance tincture and I can really tell immediately the days when I don't use it versus the days that I do. You can find, you know, when you're not even, when you're not sleeping well, you can use CBD is great for that as well. In addition to if you are working out and there's days where you're sore and you have pain and your, your muscles are, you know, you have some inflammation there, you can rub it topically as well. So the amazing thing about it is that it can be used in several different ways, all of which will help you feel more whole and more well, and it can be incorporated very realistically and easy into your daily routine. Amazing. Thank you. 
And Malika, you had mentioned that you had experienced some back pain, which had led you to CBD. And, you know, we learned that you introduced Nia to CBD when you were first learning about it, first looking for relief from those ailments. I'm curious what you found. I mean, what the two of you have created with Brown Girl Jane is so beautiful because the brand really represents us so well. But I'm curious, you know, a few years ago when you were in the market looking for that, what you saw, what was reflected, maybe what wasn't reflected and how that inspired you to create this brand? That's a fantastic question. The interesting thing is I think that when we look at ourselves and we look at our sister circles and our friendships and our families, one common thread that I found was that, you know, we may all be doing different things, but we are all giving and pouring out to one another on a consistent basis. You know, Black women, we, we always say we are everything to everyone. And so depending on, you know, <laughs> what was going on in your life, there was generally some level of just always giving and always being and always running. And so when I was introduced to CBD, it was really because I, you know, on my own, went and did a lot of research around holistic alternatives to the pharmaceuticals. Specifically, I had an epidural and I was giving birth to my third child and it hit my spine. And so Mm. it was incredibly painful and it was scary. You know, with traditional medicine, the the answer to everything is like pharmaceuticals and do this and, and, and just stay on this for the rest of your life. And so I really found it on my own. And so that was the first problem. I wanted to, you know, figure out why there weren't other people talking about this. Like Nia said, this is a natural plant. It's non-intoxicating. It is non-habit forming or addictive. It's been used, you know, for wellness for thousands of years. It interacts directly with our endocannabinoid system, which really um, brings us into balance. It's it's almost like an our internal thermostat that's trying to find the right temperature and helps us find the right temperature internally and brings our scales into alignment. And so I was like, this is so dope. Why is this not everywhere? Why am I not seeing this on my Instagram feed? Why am I not seeing this in my health food store? All of the things. And so that was that was what was there and and so the other part that was there was that wellness in general as an industry wasn't speaking to us either so cbd certainly wasn't speaking to us and wellness was really at the at the time at least in the mainstream way centered around white women that's what was there we we knew that there was an opportunity both around the plant but also around expanding the entire conversation around wholeness and wellness and developing those those toolkits which really encompass a lot of things but having something that was tangible and that could really be incorporated in an easy way because that was a big thing for for us we have a lot going on and i so admire people like you Liz who <laughs> are just super athletic and out and doing all of the things. And I have always, you know, I've, I've gone back and forth at different times with, with being into hiking and swimming and all of the things. But I was like, I also need something that can be on my nightstand that is going to help me feel good. And that is going to help me feel aligned and clear and not whacked out. And so it was important to, in addition to the external stuff that we should all be doing with our bodies and our minds, create a collection that really reflected that reality. And so that's, that is what we do. That's, that's everything in our business is under that umbrella, just sort of trying to support that journey for people who we know intimately because we are, we are those people. And we wanted our collection to reflect the fact that we are you and we know the sorts of wonderful things that we go through and we know the challenges that we go through. And so that's how we approached actually crafting the collection, given the lack, (laughs) the lack of the sort of toolkits for us in the industry at the time. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. You made such a beautiful point just now that I would love to reiterate around a lot of the wellness practices that we're introduced to are all about doing, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I do love physical exercise. So I am that person who's 
you know, doing things and hiking and all of that. But there are also so many things we can do that are good for ourselves that don't involve going and, and doing. It can be small practices throughout the day that that also still make a really big impact on how we feel. And I so appreciate you oh, saying you. that. Yeah. And I appreciate you reminding us to move our bodies <laughs> because that's, that's the other thing that we've, that we've discovered is that it really is about the toolkit. It's about the, the range of things that make us feel good. It's not one thing, but it, it is important to have these sort of tools and collections and practices that we all can find and we can, we can all figure out what suits us best but, you know, we all have a duty to ourselves to really center our needs and figure out what those tools need to be so that we can thrive and so that we can be centered and, and be it, you know, our best self. Because this world is <laughs> this world continues to come at us on a daily basis. And, and we have to we just have to have that toolkit ready. One hundred percent. And. And I think this is maybe something both of you could answer or Malika, if this is more in your wheelhouse, but for those who are new to learning about CBD products, are all CBD products created equal? You know, when folks are looking for certain attributes of a CBD product in order to determine quality, or is this what I need? Are there certain dosage levels? Like what are those standards that folks should look for when we're shopping for our CBD products? That is another fantastic question. A resounding no, they are not created equal. CBD has seen obviously a swell in reception and everything else. So there are a lot of people in the market who are not operating with integrity. We knew that if we were going to have a collection that is centering Black women and women of color and our sisters in our community, that it had to be crafted at the highest quality. When you're looking at CBD, Sourcing is super important. You must make sure that it is third-party lab tested, and that's going to tell you exactly what's in the bottle. It's going to tell you how much CBD is in there for your dosing. It's going to show that you know there shouldn't be THC in there if it's if it's a product that shouldn't have THC, which is the intoxicating part of the cannabis plant. It's also going to show you if they're heavy metals or other pesticides. These are plants. And so they are super powerful and they're natural, but you want to make sure that they're grown right because everything around the plants in the soil and everything and in terms of how they're harvested, you want to just make sure that 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 is done correctly. And so that third-party lab test is going to tell you a lot. You also are seeing things like hemp seed oil on the market being marketed as CBD it's absolutely not CBD. Hemp seed oil has its own wonderful properties. We actually use hemp seed oil as a carrier oil in one of our CBD products, our, our Glow Serum, but it's not CBD on its own. So, you know, a lot of people will see the leaf in a picture on the bottle and and that's what manufacturers want you to see and, and think that CBD is inside. So it really requires, because it's a new industry, it requires customers doing a little bit of homework, just making sure that the people that you're buying from, they have their third-party lab tests easy and available on the website that you're buying it from. You also want to hear about the founders and the people behind these brands, because as we know, there's lots of power in directing our money and our dollars to people who share our values. And we are working really hard to diversify a growing industry where Black people must, must, must be represented. And so, like I said, with new industries, there does require a bit of more homework than some more established ones. But you're going to learn a lot from those lab test results, looking to see who's behind the brands, and then just paying close attention to your dosing and reading labels. Reading labels is super important. Thank you so much, Malika. Honestly, those are such great tips for any product we're looking to buy in terms of being smart, savvy consumers. I just, I really appreciate that. And what stuck out to me most, and I loved about what you just said, was around making sure that 
the values of the folks running the company align to what our values are. And I think right now what we're seeing is a lot of people waking up to how important that is and wanting to support those companies that have those values. Mia, I know you have a background in philanthropic management, and I would just love to talk to you a little bit more about some of the inequalities in the cannabis industry and what that has looked like in terms of how our community as Black folks are impacted and how Brown Girl Jane is supporting that. Absolutely. And and thank you for asking that, because I will say that one of the first decisions that we at Brown Girl Jade, Jane made was to make sure that we were being a part of the solution and that we proactively worked towards making sure that we were giving back to our community using our products in a way that is vital. Because to your point, it's unfortunately very clear that throughout several decades, the impact of overcriminalization of the cannabis plant has been absolutely devastating to the Black community. You know, Black people are up to four times more likely to be arrested for using cannabis when Black and white people use the cannabis plant at about the same rates. And so there's a true, you know, there's been a clearly a targeted, you know, a systemic actions that have gone on within the United States to make sure that Black people are unfairly punished and their lives are disrupted in ways where white folks have not experienced. And so at Brown Girl Jane, we're very much aware of that. And we know that it is our responsibility to help combat that and to to really help target and call out that unfair criminal legislation that exists. And that legislation, as I mentioned, not only allows us to be put behind bars, but also it prevents us from receiving health benefits from the plant, such as utilizing things like, like CBD. And so we're very much aware of that. And so that is why one of the first decisions that we made was to ensure that a portion of every sale goes to an organization that is on the ground moving our fight forward and supporting the movement to to change what has unfortunately devastated the Black community as it relates to the cannabis plant, but also the wellness and wholeness, as we like to call it, Brown Girl Jane, of Black people in general. And so we like to put, you know, our dollars behind that and really help push that forward to make sure that we are a part of the solution. Because, you know, I mentioned obviously earlier, being coming from a philanthropic background, I've, you know, I've witnessed that firsthand around how necessary and how vital it is. And to your point, I think now we're living in a time that is, you know, a, a huge shift around calling out, you know, the white community and people who say that they're allies, but aren't really doing anything about it. And you see that now, um, one of the good things that has come out of this is really a movement towards them acknowledging that. And so we need to keep that up and we need to keep sounding the alarm and forcing, you know, those who are in the majority to recognize that this is unfair and that passive allyship is not enough. There's something that we can all do to be a part of the solution and move forward to make sure that, you know, this that that we all benefit from the cannabis plant equally and that, you know, black people and and brown people are not, you know, being their lives are not torn apart for something that it, that is quite frankly unfair and unjust. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think that what strikes me the most the past few years seeing this industry explode is just how much folks were profiting from it and understanding the history of how many black and brown people have been and continue to be incarcerated for things that folks are largely profiting from outside of our community and seeing people have stakes and ownership of that, I think is what is so encouraging to see and what I appreciate the most about the work that you all are doing with Brown Girl Jane. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's super important for us. We we give a portion of our proceeds from every sale to a mission or a nonprofit that that it's aligned with our mission. And at certain points, we give $10 from every sale. We have different 
initiatives because like Mia said, it's super important for us to really walk the talk and support our community, both with the collection, both with, you know, our sisterhood and our tribe and, and fun community stuff that we're doing together, but also with our dollars because that is real. And we know that we need to circulate more of them within our own communities. It's definitely central to the work that we're doing. And it's, it's, central to our ethos as we go forward with any anything that we do in the brown girl jane name. Mm. Yes, I love it so much. So I would love to hear from each of you on this and maybe Malika we can have you start. I mean, community has played such a role in brown girl jane in how you have started this brand and built this brand. I mean, I know earlier you mentioned sisterhood and how we are all sisters, even though, you know, you two are biologically sisters, folks like myself, I don't have any biological sisters. I'm very jealous, but that we do still have that, that bond of sisterhood among us. Can you tell us a bit more about the role community and sisterhood plays in how you live and with what you're creating with Brown Girl Jane? Sure. Yeah. Sisterhood is everything. I mean, it's it's why we started, because we saw the need in our community, in our immediate community. And at every point in the growth of our company, sisterhood has really been at the core of how we've grown. So we actually sold out of our collection before we launched, and that was to a subscription box. But it was a black woman who came to us and said, oh my gosh, you guys are doing something super cool and I want it all. <laughs> and so <laughs> that happened before and that was that is what we do. We, we, we support one another and lift one another up. And so from that point, when we launched to the larger market, we really just found that we were embraced by our sisters, by our community. And it's been a process of, women just telling one another about us and we, we we you know we don't do any advertisement we are really growing as a brand because of the sisterhood and because of the community and like i said everything that we think about whether it's in terms of a new product that we're thinking about adding or how we're speaking to our audience is really a reflection of our relationship with our tribe and that is just so important to us. And so when we have, we have a wonderful show on IG Live with Ty, our partner Ty, and that's just all about checking in with our sisters. And it's not product related. It's just about how are you feeling? What are some things that we're confronting these days? Because we all know we're, we're up against a lot. And what are some tips that you have that are really working for you? And so that that ethos and that way of moving and that way of speaking really is guiding us and it has guided us from the beginning it's all because of that community it's all because of our tribe and our sisterhood and so it's really in every inch of our business and i think that that authenticity and our transparency transparency of why we're doing what we're doing has allowed the brand to resonate with a lot of people in a short amount of time. And for that, we're incredibly grateful. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's spot on. The only thing that I'll add to that is we also, when we think about our sisterhood and when we think about our tribe, it's also economic empowerment. And how do we hold them up in the same way that they have held us up and supported us since day one? And so when we thought about ways that we could do that, we decided to launch something that is called the Brown Girl Swap Pledge, which encourages people to swap five of their daily wellness and beauty products for brands that are owned by Black women. And so the purpose of that was also to just hold our community up with our dollars because we know that our money is powerful. We, we spend money. And so we want to encourage people and remind them to redirect that back to us. And so we felt that with the swap, it was a fun and really easy way to hold up our sisters and to encourage people to incorporate that into something that they can do quite easily because we all have probably a hundred wellness and beauty items that that we may use but 
hey, how, let's think about ways that we can swap those for products that are specifically owned by Black women and redirect our dollars to our sisters and back to our community. So sisterhood for us goes beyond Timalika's point. We really want to show that you know, with our actions, including our dollars in order to, to help advance, you know, our community even further. Mm, yes. I love the Brown Girl Swap. It's such an incredible idea because you're, you have a twofold there. It is so important to have the economic empowerment within our community, supporting our businesses, getting that ownership. But then when we can also do that and invest in things that are also good for us that pour into our health, our wellness, our vitality, it then just creates so much more power because then not only do we have that economic power, but we feel good. We feel our best and we're using things that were created with us in mind by our sisters who understand why we want to use these things and how to help us, you know, solve the problem that we're using those products for. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, how many times have we seen things that someone had to sort of explain to us <laughs> around why it's so wonderful? And a lot of the time, that's because those brands weren't talking to us when they were, when they were marketing or they weren't talking to us when they were thinking about reaching their audience. And so we were an afterthought a lot of the, a lot of the times. And that was never going to be the case with anything that we created. And so that's that's been beautiful to really see that the tone that we're setting and the way that we're speaking to our tribe is landing and, and resonating and able to really help people in real tangible ways. Yes. And honestly, I think with the point that we're at, the days of us as Black consumers being an afterthought, I mean, those days are over. So, yeah. you know, brands <laughs> and companies still right. operating that way can no longer, which is yeah. they never should have. But I'm, I'm, optimistic and excited to see what comes from that era being over. Absolutely. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. We're definitely, we're definitely optimistic. We try to remain optimistic uh, (laughs) because we all, to, to both of your points, we see how big business is responding to a lot of the things that are happening right now. And hopefully it will all have to be very substantive and very transparent in terms of the the sayings and all of the the letters that are being written again who are behind these brands like what are they what are they really doing where are the dollars really going and so that's the beautiful part is that i think consumers in large are just becoming so much more aware about all of those things and the importance of all of those things and so it's, it's going to be an interesting time where you're going to have to weave through a lot of um, marketing because, like to your point, brands know that they have to say it, but it's, it's, it's going to be incumbent upon all of us to really dig deep and see who's actually doing it. For sure. Going to take just a quick pause from our conversation with the ladies of Brown Girl Jane to hear from our episode sponsor, Cantu Beauty. While spending more time at home, I have been giving my hair time to just chill. I've, of course, been shampooing and conditioning it weekly, adding Cantu Shea Butter Leave-In Repairing Conditioner and Coconut Curl Cream from their natural hair collection to moisturize. And what I've been doing was either keeping it up in a bun or a protective pineapple or in mini twists to keep it protected. And my hair has been so healthy since doing that. The other day when washing my hair, I decided I wanted to take a break from twists and from manipulating the texture, and I went back to my usual wash and go, this time using the Shea Butter Leave-In and the Coconut Curl Cream as my stylers, and I loved the results. So I applied them both to my hair section by section, and my hair was feeling really conditioned and defined, but it wasn't weighed down, which was especially great because these days your girl needs a haircut it's very easy for the curls to get weighed down while they're kind of long and heavy but it just turned out great I was so happy with the results so when it's time to stock up on hair goodies make sure you pick up the Cantu natural hair collection on your next Walmart trip or at walmart.com now let's jump back into the interview I would love to transition a bit to talk more about what 
self-care and pouring into yourselves looks like for the two of you right now? I mean, you're both building this amazing company. You are mothers, sisters, wives, and whole beings in and of yourselves. Can you tell us about how each of you practice self-care? Mia, would you like to kick us off? Sure, absolutely. So self-care is to me and to everyone, you know, to all of us at Brown Girl Jane is is essential. It is something that we definitely, you know, make a conscious effort to to address. And so for me, self-care, and, and we actually at Brown Girl Jane have something called your toolkit, right? And so what your toolkit is are the things that you need to remain healthy and to remain happy and the things that that bring you, you know, joy. And so how I practice self-care can, if I'm completely honest, can change, but there are, you know, day to day based on what's going on, but there's a few non-negotiables and so those things can include, you know, taking 15 minutes. I'm actually not a workout girl, but taking 15 minutes each day to, to physically move my body and do something where I get up and I'm no longer, you know, I, I, you know, step outside and do something physical. So mine has been, you know, hopping on an elliptical for, you know, 15 minutes, which for me is actually a, a big deal. But it's fun and it gets me, you know, re-energized. Other things for my self-care toolkit include water, making sure that I'm drinking enough water and making sure that I'm also eating the right foods and putting enough green food in my diet where I'm, you know, I'm receiving energy and I'm able to consciously, you know, have the energy to run after my two kids as well as make sure that I commit myself fully to the work that I'm so proud of that we're doing at Brown Girl Jane. Um, But it's ever changing and it's certainly a journey, but it's one that I'm always reassessing and making sure that I'm asking myself and looking inward to make sure that I'm doing the things that, that I need, right? And and I think it's important that everyone, you know, try to make that and take the time to do that and, and realize that that is different for everyone. And those needs and those things may change, but it's certainly vital that, that I check in. I do that check in with myself daily and implement those practices in some shape or form every, you know, every day. So good. Malika, how about you? What is self-care looking like for you these days? Wow. <laughs> well, <laughs> You know, it's interesting. These days, for me, self-care has been a lot of friendship, just talking with my girlfriends because I just, we're all separated. Everyone, you know, COVID is still a thing. Everyone is in their homes. And so just maintaining that connection with another person who I love has been incredibly helpful to both centering myself and feeling connected to something outside of myself that that really helps. I love taking baths. <laughs> That's a big thing. I love water. And so whether it's, you know, an ocean or or well not a pool these days, but <laughs> just putting my feet into the ocean, taking a long bath, closing my door and lighting a candle, those things have been really beneficial to me. I also like Mia I, I I realized that I needed to, when kids are running around and you're trying to work from home and run a business, I realized that I had to have some time non-negotiables and really have those times where I could just sit quietly and process my thoughts that were not work-related or related to any other people or any any of those things, but just sit quietly with myself. And doing that really allows me to just figure out where I need to pour extra back into me. And so sometimes that is moving my body. Sometimes that's making sure that I'm waking up a little earlier to get some exercise in. Sometimes that means that, you know, I need just some vegging out time (laughs) and watching a silly show or something that I realize I haven't seen in forever because I'm always working, you know, all of those things. But just having that internal conversation and making the time to have that internal conversation has been super important. And the other thing is just journaling. I wasn't ever a a big journaler. I love writing, but I hadn't really documented my own thoughts in that way. And doing so really allowed me to almost begin manifesting a lot of the things that 
were passing thoughts in my mind for a while. So just putting it down into paper has had like an incredible amount of power in that it brought clarity. It pushed some action behind some stuff that was sitting there. And I just felt that I was in an interesting way, taking care of myself by, by acknowledging that it was inside of me and, and getting it out. That's been, that's been an interesting surprise, but because I didn't necessarily think of that as self-care, but it really has been. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you both had such beautiful answers. And I love that the commonality among the two is understanding that that idea of self-care and what you need, it's going to change depending on what you're going through and where you're at and, and what's necessary to make you feel more whole and to pour into yourself. And yeah. Malika, to your point, I mean, journaling is one of my all-time favorite practices. So internally, I got very excited when you mentioned that. But also, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, giving yourself the space to express and to manifest and to just get what's going on in your head out and onto paper. I mean, it's such a beautiful practice. So I love it. (laughs) Yes, I'm 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 totally in the camp now. I don't know what I was thinking before. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of, I feel like with self-care tools, the same, like the expression, you know, when the student is ready, the teacher appears, it kind of applies. Like for some of this wellness stuff that we may love now, we take up those practices when we need them the most, I think. Yeah, no, that's the beauty of it because it's going to change and it's going to evolve as you evolve. Um, And I don't think it should stay the same And acknowledging that and being so in tune with yourself that you know when you need something new and you begin the process to finding it is really the beauty to me in self-care because it really means self-discovery and centering yourself and being aligned with all of your thoughts and your feelings. And and that is just like the ultimate. (laughs) That's what we're all striving for. For sure. So I would love to hear from each of you what does being a balanced Black girl mean to you? And Nia, let's have you start. What does being a balanced Black girl mean to you? Ooh, good question. I love that question. (laughs) So thank you for asking. I think that being a balanced Black girl means, you know, looking inward and taking the time to recognize and acknowledge what you need to sustain your own happiness and remain centered. And so it means being introspective and creating an exercise for yourself to make sure that you are tapping into, you know, what we talked about, your toolkit, and you're using and leveraging all of your resources to make sure that you're bringing your best self forward. It means that you are moving forward with intention and you're moving forward in in life with a heart full of gratitude. Being balanced and being a balanced Black girl means that you are, you know, on that path towards finding wholeness and finding wellness. Again, accepting that those things that make you well and whole may change, but always being in tune with and checking in with yourself to acknowledge that and and sitting with yourself. And it also being balanced can, for me, mean being vulnerable a lot of times and asking for help and saying, hey, in order for me to you know, be the best person that I, to be the best mom, to be the best wife, to be the best sister, this is what I need help with. And this is an, and in order, you know, and I can't necessarily give you or, or move forward unless, you know, you help me being balanced and being a balanced black girl allows you to feel comfortable in being vulnerable and it's being imperfect in all of, you know, in all of those things, but yet always striving and knowing that you can always do more and be better, but, you know, moving forward with grace in whatever way that looks like for you. Oh, so good. I'm thinking about vulnerability and how important vulnerability is. And I had never thought of it in the context of this question. And I so appreciate your perspective on that. That's really beautiful. Oh, thank you. I I think it's, you know, particularly as like black women, I think it's hard to talk about being vulnerable. And, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I think that as, as you think about being balanced, that has to come, at least for me, you know, it doesn't have to, but I think it's helpful for that to come into the conversation because there's so many times when I feel 
almost like I would be less than if I say I can't do something because I'm tired or I don't know how, but allowing yourself that space and grace to acknowledge that, I think I've learned will ultimately allow you to be more centered and to be more balanced and, you know, operate as your best self. So including that in the conversation for me and being honest with myself has really been life-changing and and, and immensely helpful. So thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you. Malaika, I would love to hear what being a balanced Black girl means to you as well. Thank you. It it means all of the things. <laughs> it means all of the things. I, think, I mean, one of the, the parts of that is being Black. And being Black to me means that, you know, while you do center yourself and you hopefully in tune with your needs and all of the things that you need to come to you, you also are so in tune with your community. And I cannot be balanced if I am not a part of my community, if I'm not serving something larger than myself. And so a balanced Black girl to me means being part of that community in actionable ways and pouring, you know, not only into myself, but out to my sisters and my brothers who are also, you know, with me and working on our own, our, our collective journeys towards being balanced. More directly with me, being balanced means first acknowledging that acknowledging that I may not do it all at the same time, but that I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm breathing and I'm doing my best and just allowing myself that grace to say you are out here <laughs> performing and whether it's with family or with work, just giving myself grace and space to to really be gentle with myself. And I think for a long time, personally, um, particularly with my career on Wall Street, where everything was measured, which in some ways was wonderful for a Black woman to have very Black and white terms of performance. But in life, knowing that those measurements don't really exist, like you can, you can be a wonderful mom and a wonderful wife and feel lousy. So, so it's just finding that that center and and knowing that sometimes it's not always going to happen at the same time and and feeling harmonious even if it's not a hundred percent you're not killing it on all levels at the same time like it's okay giving yourself that that grace and and that love and just figuring out what makes you feel whole even if you're not hitting all of the metrics or you're not doing all of the things at the same time but just what makes you feel whole figuring out what makes me feel happy, what brings me joy on a daily basis and what doesn't so that I can start weeding that out. All of that to me is part of the process of getting towards a balanced state as a balanced black girl. Oh my goodness. Also fantastic. Like (laughs) you both are just blowing me away. When you said (laughs) I may not be doing it all at the same time, but I'm doing it. I'm like that right there, that explains it all. I think the term balance has gotten kind of a bad reputation because there's the assumption that the term balance only means having everything be perfect in equilibrium. And I don't think that's it at all. I think it's exactly like you said, we may not be doing it all all at the same time, but we're doing our best and giving attention to the areas that need it when they need it. And it just, it it's so beautifully stated. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. It's funny because we have, we actually have a a tincture. It's our most popular product called Balance. But it's funny because when we were naming it, we went back and forth around that. And we really, we really landed back on balance because it represents just what you said. It's, it's not about it all, all of us grinding ourselves to the ground so that we could do it all. It's about doing it in whatever way feels good and what, what other, whatever way we define balance as being. And so, so thank you for acknowledging that because that's a conversation that we have a lot at Brown Girls Game. Oh, well, thank you. I mean, I think that's a, a conversations that a lot of us are having and that I'm excited to continue having because our own definitions of balance can vary so much personally and with what we're experiencing socially right now, right? What balance looks like in 2020 is a very different for just about everybody than it was in 2019. And so continuing yeah. to talk month, about it. Month. Yes, <laughs> truly this year. I mean, my goodness. So... <laughs> 
Um, Nia Malika, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate the work you do. I appreciate your time and how much you have shared today. And just thank you for creating the tools and the toolkits that you have created for us. Thank you. Thank you for having us. And thank you for all that you are doing. We we lean so heavily on our sisters like you in the spaces that you have created for us are just phenomenal. The community is everything. And so we are so super excited to always speak with you and love all the things that you continue to do in the paths that you are forging forward for your own community. And so it's, it's beautiful to watch and, and we're huge fans. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you both and am so excited for this conversation. So excited to also incorporate uh, the conversation that I had with Ty to continue telling the, the Brown Girl Jane story. And I just so appreciate you both and everything you do. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Balance Black Girl Podcast. I hope this conversation helped inspire you on your own personal self-care and well-being journey. To continue the conversation, make sure you check out our website at balanceblackgirl.com where you can find show notes and more information about each of our episodes. And you can stay in touch with us at Balance Black Girl Podcast on Instagram, at Balance Black Girl on Facebook. And if you haven't done so already, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really, really helps the show. Thanks again for tuning in and keep taking care. <laughs>